Okay, Mitzvah Shem, we will uh, continue to have the Shirman Shoftim in the summer when scheduled on the email, so I hope everybody listening out there is on the email. We will not have Shir next week. The week after, we will Mitzvah Shem send out an announcement. I'm not sure yet. And right now, we're in the middle of the Mikhtam Elio, who's talking about the Sakana of your surroundings and how to avoid even the things that are not that tangible and you might not suspect. And the Pella is, the example we're on is the Isha Levi, who's Yenison Ben Gershon, Ben, according to the sheet that we're working with, Menashe spelled an interesting way, a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu. Not to spell it out. Not all Mepharshim go with that, but many do, and Dessler is focusing on it. Reminiscent, and not the only thing from what we learned this past Shabbos, of Yaakov Vino asking that his name not be included. It doesn't make Levi any less of a son of Yaakov Vino if you don't mention the name, but it's less Bailit and Today or next time, we're going to have another example where names are not mentioned, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was inherently better or worse. It's just less of a zilzil. So that's a fascinating concept, but we already see it by Menashe slash Moshe. Menashe is also a reference to Menashe Melech Yehuda, who did a lot of damage in the Zara department, did tshuva, Baruch Hashem, but so does this Ish Levi. And then Yaakovinu and most surprisingly Micha, we're going to have a discussion. Uh, we don't get to it today with the next couple of times. Whether he's a Ben Olam Habi, he's not on the list of the people who are not Ben Olam Habi at the beginning of Chelek. That's not an exhaustive list. We've referred to it many times and we refer to it even more times discussing who's not on the list because it's a very short Mishnah. And there are unfortunately a lot more people. Most people do. There's a longer list of people who didn't. They're not always in the Mishnah. So the Gemara discusses a few of them. How do you figure out who makes the Mishnah, who doesn't? Why they're on, why they're not on. And we're going to see the is for and against later. So right now, Abdus is discussing something that is very Nagaya to us in day-to-day decisions of surroundings, who were around even when we're doing a Kirov and the schus therein, how to protect oneself and how not to assume that things are filtering or not filtering in. Uh, we'd say via osmosis, but it's, he's going to talk about some of the Ruchniyazdika particles floating through the air, which is the same idea. Take a look at page two in the copy that begins, Mechta 154. We're on 155. <coughs> and not coincidentally, the bottom here, the second last paragraph. It should sound familiar. If you're in Eretz Yisrael a couple weeks ago, if you're here very recently. After Moshe Benham makes the last attempt to get through the dust of Avirim to avoid this calamity, especially for them, 
they not only don't listen but respond with tremendous chutzpah. At that point, Moshe Rabbeinu realizes that he has to separate them from everybody else lest they do more damage. And he tells the people, not only should you get away from them, but you shouldn't touch anything that they own. Which, if you're not near them and you happen to have been given, tell them what they own. Let's say they gave you a gift five months ago. You're in the Midbar, you ran out of uh, pictures for guests. I don't know if they had any guests, everybody had their own tent. But uh, you bought a picture. So if you borrowed it, it's part of them. Meshabenu is saying clearly, get rid of it. If they gave it to you as a gift, I'm not so sure it's that safe to hold on to, but a gift is a gift and it changed ownership already, so Lechera shouldn't be part of it. The Chiddush is over here, what difference does it make? You're no longer being mushba from them. The answer is, they're so bad that any slight attachment can cause a negative hashpa. Kasav, so here we're talking about uh, the picture case where it's uh, the ownership is alone or not and sounds like you lent them a picture Tupperware is hard to come by in the Midbar so you want it back especially if the ground sounds like it's rumbling and it might open up soon and you realize I better go in and get what I deserve and it's my property see Ibn Ezra says if you are touching anywhere near any of the things that either was theirs shouldn't be theirs but is in their domain sounds like it's all inclusive this is all deep Kabbalah, but Odessa is attaching it to our way of life of how to build walls, still try to help others and influence, but make sure we're not getting influenced. And they were told not to look back. Aisha's light looks back, and she dies immediately. So that can't be explained. Alpider Chateva. Medrash says because she was really not on the Madrega, it was light, but. Like they at least didn't turn around. And they were being saved in the schus of Abmavinu, the schus of Loitz, she did not share in that schus. She tried to blow up the whole operation by yelling very loudly, does anybody have salt? We have guests. Yelling loudly, we have guests, or even softly in Saddam is a dangerous proposition because people are going to find out. And that's what she was trying to do. But that's not the whole story. Had she not turned around, she would have survived. And it would have been a very different picture with Loit. And the daughters, the whole thing would have changed. So she not only did damage to herself, this is historic. So she turned around, so she looked. There was a lot going on back of her, so people are naturally curious. What's the problem? So the problem is Hashem told them not to turn around. That makes it already an Isidoreza, or worse, and on pain of death. But she attached herself to what was going on, and even looking is a problem. That's already an attachment. Not taking her Tupperware, she didn't buy Tupperware from them. Not taking any forks and spoons or pins, as the various Chazals say. She just looked. Nizbainin. So, Adesla says, if you look at what's going on, you think about it. Had they reached out 
and taken anything or try to retrieve something that's already in their dominion. Again, how you figure out the Chesh Mishpat was borrowed, was not borrowed, but in this case, it's not a Shalai Safik, the race of the Chumrah in the moment, it's the Shalai of Sakana. Hayanaifo, Kolkach, Me Madregasa, Achahaisa, Nafsha, Be Madregas, Kilyan, Ruchani. They'd be in danger of destruction because it can affect their Ruchnias, and Mamela and Karachvadosa's case, they'd be swallowed up. Uh, keep in mind that and they had more than a bobby pin and a pitcher and they were shoes they were wearing the clothing of the family they were children of Kaira so how did they get saved? they were very involved the answer is that's the kaya when you want to separate. The danger over here is the people just want to keep some mementos or just want their thing back or they want to continue to borrow it for a while and all of a sudden there's an earthquake with a tremendous pull to the center and they're not looking for trouble per se. That's more dangerous. B'nai Karach are already doing tshuva. They see what went wrong. They're trying to disassociate. The, here the people are just blissfully unaware. Of the, what's the wrong? So they're neighbors. You know, not our cup of tea, but a neighbor's a neighbor, and therefore why not? Some association is not going to affect us. That's what we're talking about over here. When you think uh, the guard's not up and you think it's not going to affect you, that's where the trouble starts. Which wife is like, looking back at the a longing and attachment, but his focus is on the attachment. Like, I have a shaykhist, I have a shaykhist to these people. I mean, you know she had an attachment because she was on their side. She said loudly, we have salt. But Right. But I think one's feeding on the other one. It's, she looked back because she had, a, she had an attachment, and that kept the attachment going. And Akash Baruch Hu said, if you want to be saved, like... And a light. There has to be a total creases. And she but didn't. Also the ones that were back. It's interesting, over there they were told to take a lot of bobby pins. Right, like, <laughs> gold, silver. They borrowed the stuff. It wasn't even the Cheshire Kenyan. That's a Kiddush, by the way. Your point there, you're asking Kasha, and more than a statement. It says, trying to separate yourself. Memteshari, too. Like, don't take it with you. But there they had a tzivoy, Achran K Yetzir Berchush Gadol. So they were. Yeah, and they still felt a memteshari tuma just by the ambience and the ruach uh, That's the danger. Even though they loshinu shemam but they were still affected by it. Chiddush over there is Hashem told them to take it, but that can't have negative uh, connotations because Hashem told them it's a mitzvah So. That is the first part. Go to the top line. Hare Nira Bezeb, 156. How dangerous the Siva is. But when he attaches, even in concept, even in his mind, he, we're never doing these things, but he has a shaykhus to it. Remember the vert said over that Moshe Rabbeinu was in the palace and the last time my parrot told him don't you dare come back I'm going to kill you or he thinks he can when you come back and Moshe Rabbeinu was more than fine with that and he said that's the last time I'm going to see you and then the Kiddush was an avua came anyway to come in to tell him 
the last uh, piece of instruction the Paro has to know. And the Chiddush over there was Moshe Rabbeinu had the ability standing there in the palace of the Latumah to disassociate himself. And that's why normally he had to go out to Davin because he's surrounded by all the Avodah Over there, while he was standing, once he detached himself from power and he's never going to see him again, he was able to see the Nevuah there. Even though he was standing in the palace surrounded still by the physical Geshkas, he completely separated himself. That's an Avodah of a lifetime. That's what he's talking about over here. You still have to go and associate with people who uh, have all these uh, negative Hushbos. Once in a while, you try to limit as much as possible, and when you're doing Kirov, there's some interaction, and you have to know what you're taking and what you might be taking, even though you don't realize you're getting it. And that's the danger, but on the practical side, there are still certainly many moments and many segments of time and place where you're involved. You have to be able to be in the igloo, even though it looks like you're somewhat Murav. And that's not easy. And there's some very practical things. People have still go to offices. Matter of fact, many of them are back. And they're doing a cure. They're in educational settings where it's pretty toxic around. So you have to ask a Shaila, should you be there? When should you be there? Who should be there? Who's up to it? What training you need? Assuming all that was asked, you still have to build something around you just psychologically. And... You can't get used to things when you see a virus and you hear a tray for things. You hear it once, twice, three times. Each time it becomes the Pasuk Nasluka Rachamim Rechamechas that uh, you went to battle, Mohammed's Mitzvah, you killed people. The killing people has an effect and you need extra Rachamim. So you got to learn extra Musar and keep uh, with the reality check of the, the only reality of Ruchnius. And you can't really be attached. That's easier said than done. Tell people the first thing in the office is there is a kula more years ago, not to wear a yarmulke. If you're not wearing a yarmulke, forget the, the din, the minute you're in danger, because if you wear a yarmulke right away, they, they know you're different. And that's why, even though my show when he wrote the tshuva, it was impossible to get a job without it, and so he was trying to fire. What is the din? What is the minig? What do you do with walking around? What do you do with Ashiyatzer is what you do with all those things, and those are problems. But you're also without protection. They can't identify you right away. And once they do, and you stand for certain basic things, like your mouth is not a sewer, so hopefully there's some element of respect. I know a guy who was in such an environment for a long time, and whenever he, he was introduced by a CEO, and he was pretty high up, he uh, said, yeah, this is Kilowitz's name. This is Jacob, he doesn't swear. That's part of his name. Like his last name? I guess it's a chiddish to them. Like it doesn't. Hello, <laughs> Doverhu. He's an interesting guy. He's the only guy around here who talks like that. Normal. But he became, became like a shame etzim. That's a kiddish Hashem, but that's a sad commentary. <laughs> that's how he gets introduced. He, he told them once, he says, you know, uh, Jim, that's not my last name. He said, yeah, but it's, it's very unique. They got to know this. Like he's a dinosaur of some sort, and, uh, if they existed. So even today, the, what? Even today, the structural, the, the sewer is, is unlimited. Every time they 
They have to like stop and they say, excuse my French. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're always apologizing. But it's interesting. You think after the third time they apologize, they would understand why they just not do it in the first place. That they can't control. Okay? So, but it's wearing, all these things are so hard for the neshama. Like you gotta like, you know, if, if we could, you'd have to go to the mikvah like every hour, but we can't. So it's just, uh, you gotta remember that. If you remember it, then you can hold on. Next paragraph. He says, This is an interesting Rashi. This is said to Light and his wife. You really don't deserve to be saved. So if you're getting saved, understand it's only because you're willing to leave and understand your mistake and move here in the first place and detach yourself. And if you turn around, you're no longer detached. It's not a full tshuva. Skip down to the second last paragraph. He's explaining. Light, tenacious light. This is the nister part, explaining it almost with a scientific context in the nister. We can identify with this. Nowadays, especially in the last few years, there are particles, viruses, and all sorts of molecular structures and bacteria floating around. There's ruchnius dika mirror image components of all these, or these represent the ruchnius floating around. And if you look at them, if you think about them, if you attach yourself to them, they're damaging. Even think about them, Lachaim Yisker Ish And that's why, one of the many billions of reasons, the Chiv exists for Metzera to be Bodod. Rashi says he talked Lashon Hakos Machlekes and period between people he has to be separate. She turned around. She saw the Gufres Amela. Gufres Amela falling on Sadaim, being rained on Sadaim was a punishment and with that came the Ruchnius Dick of punishment and she's looking at that and that came into her and that's why it affected her. So he's giving a, uh, a uh, scientific uh, terminology for an explanation of a Ruchnius Dick Hadboka in terms of a, a contagious disease. Yeah, and there's Midikangamida because she's the one who was sounding off about the salt that's a real Shalom bias issue. They didn't stop and disagree. Should we have some guests for dinner? Like, she had to have realized that she keeps talking loud. They're going to surround the place and knock in the door, which they did. And they almost walked in. They sort of, the Malachim had to do what Malachim do. So she was not stopped disagreeing. You know, is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? A, she let people know. I can almost half forgive it and imagine what she was thinking if she had a disagreement don't invite them it could be dangerous for us but she created the danger she's the one who, who alluded everybody so there was a serious issue I don't know where he picked her up from but uh, Light was holding apparently in a much higher Madrega <laughs> so it's, a, it's a bizarre so yeah yeah, yeah, because otherwise in court, and Saddam had some interesting courts, she wouldn't be able to say, say what do you mean? You were in cahoots. You're, you're, you're the cook here. You're, you're, you're running the household. How can you say you had no sheikhs? So she's announcing she doesn't believe in this business. 
But she had to imagine, yeah, she's trying to save her skin. She had to imagine that's going to create a tumult, and it did. Hard to, hard to imagine. Inyan who, bottom paragraph, Shekamosh Begash Mi Yitzmatzanu, he explains the mushal here further. These are viruses and bacteria. And they float through the air and you can't see them. And they can get people sick. Doesn't this sound familiar? So, Desla is a beautiful way he writes. It's very contemporary, all his Mishalim. And all that, everything, the physical Bria represents what is really going on in the Ruchnius. And everything has its mirror image. That's really what the battery pack of a chayli is. And this can affect thinking about it, looking at it, and being part of it. And that's what she did, and that's why the punishment was immediate. Uh, that's the problem over here. When Moshe Rabbeinu did it, he was doing it for Yisrael completely l'shem shamayim, and he succeeded. Yisrael came to Klai Yisrael in the Deri Deris. He was Makai, the rest of the family. There was collateral damage over here with a grandson being involved in an operation as the front man, the poster boy for Chief Galach. Even though, as we continue the Misa, which we're not going to do just yet because we have more Marbekemis, he really doesn't buy into this, and he'll tell you it's just a job, and it's a shver gullus, even though they weren't in gullus, and I can't uh, really make it otherwise, even though we're baffled. The answer is the Ur-Levim, we're Ur-Levim, we're going to learn a lot about them. This is time to focus on Levim, if you know anybody, Chaim, belongs to that tribe. Uh, there's a whole Chachman Torah around Ari levim and it was set up. The average job then was farming. And yet the cows in the back of the they didn't have any of that. No land. But they were supposed to be supported by Klai Yisrael through Meiser. It didn't always work. You had Makiri, Kahuna. You had people, favorites, not favorites. Uh, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't impossible. And his misconstrued understanding of it's better to be a Gala for Avodah rather than uh, get some support was uh, wrong. And in this case, extremely damaging for him and for everybody else. He was a levy. A levy is supposed to be getting the support. They're supposed to be the Klikesh of Klai Yisrael. And he had what to offer. As we mentioned, uh, the original deal, his suggestion was, he'll come in, teach the family, tell them great Maiseluch from the Zayda HaKadosh, what we wouldn't pay to have him just around the Shabbos table. And he had what to offer. So, of course, he should take basic support for that. And he had a complete misunderstanding of this is the overactive Yetzirah. Moshe has a truth when he talks about people learning, taking support, and all of a sudden they uh, want to get very firm and they want to talk about Shittas HaRambam, there's a big machlek. Ramesha says, we don't possibly like it. If we did then, we don't now. And that's Asas Yetzer. Spells it out very clearly. It's Asas Yetzer. If you're capable of doing it and that's your Tachlis, I don't know what, which side you're on, but it could be Atzas Yetzer. And this is exactly what's going on over here. He's a levy, he's a grandson of Meshur Abedo, he had plenty of what to offer, and part of the problem was he had some aspect in his Madriga of Chemdes Amomen, so he could have made it on less maybe, and then he felt he couldn't. That was part of the problem. But the other part of the problem was he then took a, a chazal, he said, I heard from Isaiah that the expression is better to be patient, available, shook, that he could do. But even be a galach, that wasn't true at all. And it was Levi. Levi was supposed to do that. That's the whole Ari Levi and Asana. We'll see a beautiful chinuch later on. The chinuch talks about, we have a lot of zoning laws. The original 
green zoning laws, are in Chumash, and they're all about the Ari Levim. All surrounding, got a Megrish and this uh, thousand Amis and two thousand Amis and Amis, all green. It sounds almost like the local city hall over here with the diktuk, tremendous diktuk. Why? The Chinuch is going to explain. We'll see it inside. It's beautiful. He said the Ari Levim were the center of every area and each shavit for Ruchnius. That's who the yeshivas were in the Kailulim, and the people supported it. It was a project of the whole shavit to make sure that city looked beautiful. Because there was a Kiddush Hashem. So yes, there was zoning laws. Fascinating. But it was all being supported by every Shevet had the Orlevim in the Shevet. And that was the zone for Ruchnius and learning and education. The Chachma, the Chinuch is going to spell all that out. And that's why the zoning laws only appear over there. Because they had no land, no great tracts of farmers farming their field with their tractors and the great wide open spaces of the city. And there's a reason for it. So you need to have very clear laws and they mowed the lawn and they uh, cut the, trimmed the bushes and they um, kept these areas they weren't allowed to have a basic forest he's going to describe it it's a fascinating so Chaim is going to be it's going to be beautiful whatever it is it might be a little smaller than what you're used to over here but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be beautiful and there's a reason for that and to say I'm not going to be involved I'm going to go figure myself out a job is a job and even if it's not too respectful it's respectful because I'm getting paid and he's paying nicely but that was all as we will see if you go to your next copy which I didn't give out yet yes and, and quickly as we, uh, we, spend, we spend a few months on it within, within hours you already remember he came in he said I'm going to be a Rebbe here you did your kids and everything all that like got lost in the first puzzle and all of a sudden, he drops his son as the chief galach, and he hires him. And, uh, okay, when people come, he tries his best. A lot of people come through this hotel. It's free. And he says, yeah, you really want to do that? You really want to be here? But, but it doesn't start screaming and yelling. Or they, don't, they scream and yell at him. They ask him, aren't you a famous person? What are you doing here? Aren't you a lady? Like, what? And he told them the chazal, incorrectly. Kept saying over the same thing, completely wrong. Yes, let me just give this out while you're asking. Give me one second. We have a volunteer. Yeah, and he didn't have this issue. He was independently wealthy. That's an understatement. Uh, he, his problem was he was so wealthy, the money got to his head. And whatever amount of covet he got, he, his platform was Kulam Kadeshim. It's always the platform. And he meant himself. So yes, he was a lady who uh, misunderstood his role. Moshe told them, Rav Lachem Ben Levi means you have an outside role already. You're the teachers of Klai Yisrael. You want to be a kind Gadol? That was his time also, complete associates, where he's going in the wrong direction. He wants, what he claims is more Ruchnius. It really meant more covered, which means they'll never be satiated. But yes, uh, Levim have a lot of backbone. You've got to use it in the right way. That's the... Right. Right. And that fits his role over here. He, he probably in his head, he probably was Miyashev, as we mentioned, all the Farshim do say that. Says, if I'm here, I can influence the people to not do Avodazar. Well, if he wasn't here, the Avodazar operation wouldn't be the success that it was. That's why Micha's so thrilled. I got a Ben Levy? Before my son was doing it, we're just Yisraelim. Like, this is not exactly Chashev. I got a Ben Levy? I mean, he's really referring to him. Not Stam Ben Levy. So, yes. So, he was Miyashev, that leadership. I really came to 
teach Chumash, Gemara, Hashkafa, and they don't seem to be interested, but okay, so I'll get the people less excited so they won't bow down so much. They'll just drop off the flower and they'll give it to me and we'll make uh, Sampanasa. But all that is misguided. You can miyashiv a lot of things in your head and then call it kiruv or all for one, one for all, and start a rebellion and get to be swallowed up. And, but yes, Kairach will give you a whole shear on it. No doubt. Take a look at the Gemara Sanhedrin in front of you. All this has been uploaded if you're listening online or later. It's the Gemara Sanhedrin, Kof Aleph on Beis and Chelek. As you know from the years of Navi already, all the fascinating Gemaras are in Chelek. We have to try to figure out what they mean. Samicha takes up room on the blot because Micha unfortunately takes up room historically. We're in Pesel Micha now. The whole sugi is about Pesel Micha and then Pleasure Begiver related, and it takes up the last few prokim. So, a little bit about his background, surprisingly. Kufal Afan Beis, there's a bracket there in the middle of the Ahmed, who Navat? So, giving the Yichas, who was this person? Very mysterious. So, we have the Madrashim that he's very old, according to this Gemara and the Madrashim. He was already in Mitzrayim, which Rabbanah is going to take him out of the bricks, which we'll see right now. He's also Navat. That name should sound familiar. Sounds like it's Yeruvim's father. So the Gemara talks about he had what he thought was an Avua, a Simon, that he's going to be king. He made a mistake. It's really going to be his son. That mistake's been made before. We have a lot tying you in Parshish Kerech for some interesting reason. Kerech thought, it's got to be coming to me, all this cover. Look who's coming out of me. And Shmuel, and he got all these great people. And he didn't realize B'nai Kerech Lomesu and Moshe Rabbeinu understood Rashi, Rashi's Lush is interesting, the parish. Hula Ra, Moshe Ben Ra. Moshe Ben had a Navua, the Shmuel's going to come at him. It could mean Moshe Ben Ra that there's some Ruach HaKadish, there's some Navua, that he's got great descendants. So maybe I should give in to him. Maybe he's right. Hura means no. He's going against the Messiah and against the Torah. He's wrong. What's going to be? He has descendants? Kashan Amaisa. Hura means he saw it correctly. It doesn't have to mean, yeah. Right, but, and that is the reason why um, they had to be, he had to have been swallowed up completely, right, and completely severed from his. Right, family. because they wouldn't become great if he was around. Yes, right. that's good. unfortunately, unfortunately, that is that seems to be the Matthias. Yeah, right. Because Shailis does it mean Moshe Rabbeinu saw that Shmuel is going to come out, or it could be? It sounds like Marshi. It's the same. They both had the same nevuah. He read it that I can't go wrong, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem will." Um, Ensure if they have a chir and they do the right thing, Shem will ensure that it happens. And this point to Svasemis, Fakeret, it'll only happen. Right, right. I have to start again, per this Rav Dessler. Yeah, I have to have no shaykh as to what's going on. Yeah. Right, right. So then, yeah, that's why I'm mentioning that. Moshe Raw could just be, he saw things correctly. He says, look, we're going to figure this out. The din is, you're a kaifer and you're destroying Klai Israel, and I have to get rid of you. That's all. That's all you have to see. I, I'm not saying it's limited to that, but it could be that that's all that was necessary. <laughs> Just take away, right? Take away the the sheikha and you'll, you'll be fine. So nevat over here. Just it, it's uh, eerie how uh, it's the same vart. Nevat saw uh, he's going to be be royalty coming out of him, and therefore it's all good. You can do whatever you want. And his son will become king. His son was very great at the early part of his life when he was chosen, and then he went off with the same. 
Cheshman, the same story. We don't have too many of them. If you just landed, you think that all these great people are going, oh, wait, you could fit them all into a room, into two hands. But it didn't help too much that, and was part of the Nisayan, the Sahara that he's destined for greatness. Okay, and that was true in a way, but you can't misuse it. So Yerobim is going to come out of Nevat, but Nevat himself is Micha, according to this Mandamra. Who Nevat, who Micha, who Sheva ben Micha. The Gemara explains, Nevat Sheneva Velara. He had some sort of premonition, but he didn't read it right. Micha Shenis Machmech Bebinyan. That dates back to the original Micha. What we know about Micha, he's a little baby, and they were using him instead of the mortar that had to go between the bricks or the bricks themselves. And Rashi's going to tell us about that medrash, and Moshe Rabbeinu takes him out. Uma Shemai, perhaps the most surprising. Sheva ben Bichri Shemai, see a scratching at Sheva ben Bichri. We had that in Shear just a few years ago. Sheva ben Bichri was one of the people who rebelled against David Amelech. And uh, right after Avshalom's rebellion, which is pretty jarring. I remember Yayev was told, go take care of it. Actually, he wasn't told, but he ended up taking care of it. And then he surrounds the city, and Sarah Prasasha was the mayor. So she wakes up, there's uh, 10,000 troops, and Yayev there, so what do you need? The whole Dian with Endah, Hanefesh, and Nefesh, she handed him over because he's Chai Misa and he's a Redev, even if they didn't know who was right. And they handed him over. So, what do you want? So I want his head. And he said, You'll have it in the morning. And that was it. He was a Marimach, he's Chai Misa, and he was about to cause another Mahama. So it didn't end very well. And according to this, now, is it mean it's Mabashim, it means a Gilgal of him, whatever it is, whatever the attachment is, it came from covered. Even though if you ask Shabbat Bichri, he said, no, it says, uh, this is not right, and uh, Malchus Beis David is not doing the right thing, we've got to take over, and he had all sorts of Hashkafic uh, reasons why he's got to do what he has to do. Take a look at Rashi, and the right side in this Machmech Babinyan Shamatzrayim, Shnaznu Babinyan Makram Levena. Moshe said this out of extreme pain. He was given a musr for it. Moshe felt he wasn't the person for the job. And he says, first time it was, I, it got worse since I got here. It must be me. But he said the words, it got so much worse. Now they're not giving them the supplies. They've got to make the bricks from scratch. They've got to find the tevin. And they're not making the quota and they're filling it in with infants. So what's the real answer? This is the Tzadik Ra'ala Rosh of the most painful thing Moshe Rabbeinu ever saw. That's why he cried out. And he didn't Shailah, if he got punished at all, made a ration, but it was not an einish uh, for somebody who's saying this out of kfir or lack of bitachin. Even though in his madrega it was a lack of bitachin, that was the lesson. And the next parasha starts, Ve'era, the Avasach Kadeshim wouldn't have said this. And that's heavy musr, whether there's a ration afterwards or not. And the standard answer is we just got here, there's a process, and there's going to be makis and cheshech, and we're going to lose a lot of yidin. It just just beginning. And the Cheshmanis are in Shemayim. So it's not just about Micha. About the millions of people are going to die, Yidin. And it's because they don't deserve to leave. It's also pretty painful, but that was on the darkness. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu is watching this. He doesn't know who to say first. So, Tzadik Ra'al Rashi Vatayvlo is the lesson being taught, and we don't have to know the answer. It happens to be a Koshbar who says over the answer over here, there's a reason why they're not going to be here, and I'm getting rid of the Kaitzim from the Karim, which 
if you didn't have proper hashkafas, you would say, well, how can an innocent baby be a kite and a kite? He didn't anything wrong yet. That's not a kasha. But Hashem came from somewhere, and there's, uh, Hashem has the long view of what's going to be later, and people have bechira, but there are certain things. The protection for Klai Yisrael, Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to make sure they don't make it so there's not more damage than is necessary. Right. Yeah, sort of. Oh, Shaz, whose Bechira is that? But yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> wasn't. This is as complicated, this short Rashi is as complicated as it gets. Sa'ad Rahloi is we don't have to know the answer because you need a long view and it's impossible to figure out because you'd have to be HaKosh Baruch Hu to know the whole... But this is just one Moshe Rabbeinu really wants to know, and it's not the last time he asks. Moshe Rabbeinu is completely L'Shem Shemayim. He wants to talk about it so I can help Kalei Yisrael. Ultimately, the answer is going to be even you, Moshe Rabbeinu, with the highest level of Nebuah, can't know all the facts because you'd be HaKosh Baruch Hu. This is the first example that's going to come up again. He's going to ask, Kvodecha means, I want to see even more insights. You got a little bit more, but you can't know everything. So it's still jarring, and, but it's part of the lesson for Rosh Hashanah for us. That's why it's in the Gemara. The Mitzrayim are getting rid of the Kaitzim that I am letting them get rid of. And you could say, well, we have a lot of other people in history we wish would have been in the wall. If that's the case. Okay. But a lot of them are not only allowed to live, but protected. Hitler was he took it as a sign. You see, I have divine providence. No, there's enough Einish and Hester upon him that Hashem's going to keep you alive as long as he wants you to be alive. And Haman and So there's a limit because every Einish and Hester upon him has a limit. But only Akash Baruch knows that limit. And the people who would have done more damage, Hashem gets rid of. And Hashem stops the one who the world would look at as you can't stop him. Certainly not now. And then all of a sudden, it goes in the other direction because Hashem is always pulling the strings. So I told you, complex. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you want to see a good example, you, I give you a shush to take him out. And then Micha goes on to do a tremendous amount of damage. And according to this shot, he has a long time to do it. If you look at the next page two, Kuv Gimel Mabez in Chelek. So the Gemara asks, if he did a lot of damage, why isn't he in the Mishnah of the people who lost Olam Haba? So if you remember, what is the rule for the Mishnah? Mishnah would be a thousand pages long. And most people made it to Olam Haba, but the ones who didn't throughout history, long Mishnah. So we only list Malachim, who had a lot of influence and a lot of potential, who went off and took a lot of people off, and a couple of Hadetis who had a lot of potential and did a lot of damage. So, yeah, right, exactly. That's the whole Chedlik's about, right? You stay in Teremin you're already in trouble. So this could be very long. We're interested in notables in history who could have done a lot better and did a lot of damage. So if you put that klal into the computer, Micha should come out. So Gemara says, no, so why isn't he on the list? That's the Gemara is about to ask. Look at the bottom. Nema loy manu es Micha. So the question is obviously an important question. The answer is surprising. Remember I described a few weeks ago, it was very difficult to travel Bechlal. And it was extremely difficult to take supplies with you. And you always got stuck in sandstorms and the GPS didn't always work and you got lost. And, and you ran out of water, you ran out of supplies. So we, we can't imagine today, this doesn't sound like such a 
a grand slam. Say so you gave some uh, donuts. That's the uh, I'll get my own donuts. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. You have a credit card, and there's a rest stop every uh, few miles, and you get your own donut. You don't need anybody. But then it was a matter of uh, extreme hospitality, cost a lot of money, and it was sometimes a matter of sakamas to fushes. So it was not stamachesed. And he was the only guy around that was doing it. And it came from a good place, apparently. He really liked to help people. Then part of it was Shalot the Shema, he's running this operation, and it got more customers in for the, for the uh, Vodazara. But the fact that Peter Mitsuya Le'evidrachem, skip the next line, Tanya Abnasa Naimer. This is the main Gemara that we're going to be referring to, and we have to explain. So the first thing we have to explain, we're going to finish the small piece now, is what does it mean, They didn't count him, and therefore what? How you this Gemara? Therefore, he is a Ben Olam Haba? He's not in the list, and he is a Ben Olam Haba? No, he's not a Ben Olam Haba, but so are the 10,000 other people. He just He's not on the list. What's the Maila? Not being in the list. that He had this Chus, this Chus got a more Olam Hazer, Maybe it cooled off Gehenim a little bit, but he was still an Avid of Azar Chetim Achtis Arabim, and he's not a Belam Abba because he's one of the worst Chetim Achtis Arabim around. They're just saying he's not right, it's not as bad. That's a Yad Ramah, the only reason to comment on this. Yad Ramah, it's a Hedron, comments on everything. Yad Ramah will comment that it doesn't mean, trying to explain why he's not in the Mishnah, it does not mean he's a Belam Abba. We're going to see later on. Fascinating Machlekes, which is, again, very deep. It's not for us, Lamaisa, to paskin who is, who isn't. We're just trying to explain the Gemara. The Gemara says, the Chas and the Chesed and uh, helping be Machaya people is a big schus. If you're an Apicarius of Azar, the Adar says that, and a token will get you somewhere, but not necessarily to Lamhaba. It'll, Enakash Baruch make a It'll have to be some schus. It'll make Gehenim a little cooler. It'll have more by Lamazah. And the Ian Yaakov, who's the Shus Yaakov, same Sachron, is going to taina that maybe it did, and he still got to have Gehenim and a lot of tshuva, but at least it, he held on enough to have that schus. You got to, Gehenim is very difficult, it's an understatement, but you got to get in. If you don't even get in, then you have a problem. So it's possible, Ian Yaakov says, it was enough to get, and he's a riot from a tesis, which we're not going to get to now, that Tesis lists some other very famous notable who the debate would have been to lose Nelam Haba like Afshalom and others in Davin Maldavin. In that context, he's going to say, Lomanu sounds like we're talking about Olam Haba or Lakhtarov, and therefore he's not on the list of people who lost it forever. But the Yad Ramad, the only Rishon who's going to explain the Gemara, says not so. And the reason is for the damage that's going to follow. Tanya, Abnasan, Aimer, Migrav Lashila. Grav is the village that Pesel Micha was set up in. In the center of the country, right near Shila, three milim away, that's three kilometers. That's a one-minute car drive. They didn't have cars, so it's an hour camel drive, but very close. The Ashan from the Marocha, the Heligam Marocha, and the Heligam Mizbeach in Shiloh was going up, and it was mixing with, it was that close. Ashan Pesel Micha, Miss Arvin Zebezeh. So why is that noteworthy? The answer is, you're building a Pesel Micha shrine in the middle of the country, that's very bad. You're building it right next to Mishkan Shiloh. That's beyond Chutzpah. And it was so close. What? Yeah. Like, uh, you have visitors over here. Send them down the block. You're saying, well, these people aren't so from anyway. It's the only operation around. So we, that's why we have a reform temple. It's better than nothing. Well, first of all, it's not better than nothing. It's more damaging. And second of all, Shiloh is three kilometers away. 
So at Shammai, this caused a stir because the Ashram was getting mixed up. That's how close it was. That's the expression over here. It wasn't just the Ashram. That's what it represented. And Bikshu Malachi Ashar Sadechva. And Shamayim, apparently, when things get so bad, the Malachim, the Malachim who are here to defend Klai Yisrael, were up in arms, so to speak. And so they wanted to just get rid of him. He was destroying the whole Ruchnius of the area. It's the center of the country where people are coming for Ruchnius, to Shila, to Davin, to bring Kabonis. Salmitis Adin basically wanted to say, are not, free hotels are not, this guy should die like now. And Akash Baruch Hu didn't let them. That's why I mentioned this guy might be Bolomazed. Don't get rid of him just yet. He's serving a purpose and serving a purpose as an Isaiah for people, which is not good, but he's feeding people. And apparently, that's Chus at least held it that he should get more time to do tshuva, which he doesn't seem to do. The Ben Levi will do at the end. Micha, we don't have any data that he did. And that's what caused what I mentioned last week is from this Gemara that's what caused the disaster by Pelegish Begiva later on is they were all up in arms then fighting a Mohammed's mitzvah to wipe out the perpetrators and that was the correct thing to do but not if you did nothing about Pesach in the middle of your country that a branch up north but the middle of your country is still operating right next to Shiloh and that's like everybody's walking by nobody says a thing you can't do that so for, for years and years, you didn't make a machal. You made a machal, but it wasn't loud enough. And for covered bus of Adam, you're fighting a whole war with hundreds of thousands of soldiers. And the Gemara ends off, you see how valuable, despite the disaster, the Achnas is. And as we explained, it can be a matter of a person's health because they need water and basic food. Feeding people. And Rashi says, the bottom Rashi, Shtei Mishpachas Amon Amoyev Shalfish Lo Kidmi Yisrael Balacha Amayim Nichtosh Leivo Bakol. They're not allowed to cry soul ever. The men, because they weren't interested in just giving basic supplies. They could charge for the water bottles and the Danishes, but they didn't even do that. And that's considered a particular avla. So we're not underrating the value of the Achnasazorchem when it's needed. Otherwise, it's Havah Shalom Elam Lachaver. If you're inviting somebody over, even though they have their own food, but Achnasazorchem can still be no gear now, and then it could be a matter of uh, people not making it to their destination because they are fainting. Just uh, one more thing, uh, Rashi in the middle points out that uh, Micha himself, after he was saved, started growing up, and as a toddler, two years old, steals the shame of Farish that Moshe Rabbeinu uses to throw into the Nile to bring up the casket of Yosef to find it, and Moshe Rabbeinu apparently was trying to put it in a safe place, but he found it. Moshe Rabbeinu probably buried it, or Seamus. He dug it up and found it. He will use it later on for Chet Eagle. And there's another Medrash Rashi brings down that he actually had his own little geshka and he carried it through. It's see, it's Kriyas Yamsuf, and Kriyas Yamsuf, the waves didn't cave in, which is a pillar. And he's already starting this. So this new pestle his mother's making that he didn't want to be involved in at first because he said, I'm... I'm past that already, and he got involved in it again. It might have been a different pestle, but according to Rashi, it's the same person. That's the beginning of the history, and Mitzvah Shem will continue in a couple of weeks. Hatzlacha.